This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown? Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user, listener, submitted recipe, and we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong. No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) And they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) But I'm here to have a good time. So listen to Recipe Club every week on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Welcome to the Ringer Reality TV Podcast. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined today by the co-host of Tea Time on Ringer Dish, Liz Kelly. Liz, hello. Hey, Juliet. You are making your Ringer Reality TV Podcast debut, I believe. I am. Only for you. It would only come out of the woodwork <laughs> for Juliet Littman Podcast appearances. I'm so glad to be doing this. We're here to talk about one of your passions, one of America's passions, one of the world's passions, Selling Sunset. This is true. I have about 700 tabs open in preparation for this pod. So (laughs) it's going to be great. We're fired up. We are here to do a little background and previewing before season five debuts on Netflix on um, April 24th. I couldn't remember what month we were in. I was about to say August and I was about to say October, but it's Mm. April. April 24th, season five is coming. I think it's pretty, pretty highly anticipated because when season four dropped... I think we were all expecting to get some Jason and Chriselle action. Um, Absolutely. And there was none, which no. was bullshit. And in the preview, now they've changed the marketing strategy for season five where Mary, also his ex-girlfriend, is really on board. But at the end of season four, we left off and we were like, oh my God, she might be super upset about this whole thing. This might ruin Chriselle and Mary's relationship, but it doesn't seem that it has. 
I'm glad that you bring that up because as I was doing my own research, I was doing some Davina research and... Trying to avoid that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember so many storylines from this show. Like, I like... I was refreshing my memory, but I was like, what what was the big fight at Jason's about? Like, why was Heather Mm. so angry? Like, Mm -hmm. we'll go over that as we dive into some of the other tidbits. Um, And I'm going to lean on you for all selling sunset plot points. I know you're up to the task. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I really wanted to do was talk about what's actually real and answer some big questions from this show. Because... When we all, you know, it's from it's it's uh, created and produced by Adam Devello, who is one of the minds behind Laguna Beach in the Hills. So, has a similar feeling, including wondering if some things are scripted, what's for the show, what's fake, mm. and there's just some glaring things out there that have never been covered by the show that I wanted to get into. Um, I choose to ignore those. I choose to live in the reality <laughs> that Selling Sunset brings me into. But fine, we can do this. Uh, okay, I, I we're not going to shatter too many dreams. This is really just a, like a, you know, here's what you missed in the last couple of years if you weren't paying attention. But there is, I, I'm going to be honest, there is one like major thing that I'm excited to talk about because it oh, just God. does not map against the show. <laughs> but okay, we're, let's begin with the hottest topic, which is let's talk about Jason and Chriselle and this crazy relationship. First of all, what was your reaction when you first heard about it? I did not like it. I do not like boss and employee relationship I Great find kind of weird um and I also feel like Jason and Brett's whole dynamic with all of these women in this office hinges on the fact that it's all platonic even though Mary and him had dated in the past they are and they're co-dog parents they are like so platonic they feel like <laughs> like a grandma and grandpa at this point or you know and uncle brother sister whatever you want to call it putting Chriselle in a romantic situation with him feels kind of icky at first then they seemed happy. Um, but we will probably see the beginning, the start, and the end of this entire relationship probably in season five, right? I hope so. So this is... A, you You mentioned a lot of important things. First of all, I think a huge part of their the dynamic of the show is also that like Jason like quasi-flirts with everyone slash... They act like he's like some crazy playboy and they're always like, oh, Jason, can't tie him down. And I'm just like, who the fuck's dating Jason other than Mary? He's a very eligible bachelor. His home is amazing. Uh, great job. But yeah, it is also his whole thing is that he doesn't want anything serious. And through Chriselle's divorce, all she's talking about was she wanted children. She, want, she wanted her family life to look like something. So Jason wasn't, the, but maybe she needed a rebound. Who knows? Also, do you think they have HR at the Oppenheim group? Like, did Jason and Chriselle okay. <laughs> have to go to their HR person to be like, hey, we're dating? <laughs> I'm happy you talked about this. I was planning to mention this later. I did a, we're going to talk about the staff of the Oppenheim group. I was looking around for some operations managers, aka what I am at the <laughs> ringer. They don't have them. And I didn't see any HR. So who knows what is happening in that place? It seems like all agents and then like three assistants. Right. Like, who's the support staff? Who's getting things done day to day? Like, right. who's keeping that? office going who's stocking it with sna- with snacks right also i hate christine but she does bring up a good point in the season five preview where she's not getting any listings and chriselle's on the up and up in the valley and you know makes sense you know she's it's, with the boss it's it's pretty sketchy so another you just pointed out that we hopefully will get the full timeline of their relationship let's go through that timeline okay great what did you want to say liz you just you're you're 
just bursting with selling sunset thoughts. <laughs> no, it's great. And I'm happy we're doing this because I didn't realize how quickly this all started and ended. Um, it felt like a lifetime on Instagram. So <laughs> I'm happy we're going through this now. Please. <laughs> do you follow them? Like, are you actively engaging with Chriselle and Jason's content? Chriselle's uh, more than Jason's. I, I choose to ignore those two, Jason and Brett. But What's I do follow Chriselle. What's her Instagram vibe like? Um, it's a lot of side bangs these days. Uh, side it's a bangs? Lot of, Yes, yeah, side bangs, front oh bangs, my God. side Yikes. part. It's, it's She's going through a breakup. Anyway, let's go through the timeline of their relationship. One note on the bangs. I saw she was on Kelly Clarkson's show this week and I like follow the... I don't watch the Kelly Clarkson show, but I follow what's happening on it like really mm-hmm. closely. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure why. This is just the path I'm on. And <laughs> <laughs> I saw her bangs. They looked like extensions to me or fake. Is it possible they're like... They're, they're, um, they're not her natural hair? They are clip-ins, but oh. a lot of her hair is a clip-in because she's got extensions in the back. Like, she's got gray hair on the show. Yeah. Very full, she's new beautiful. styles every day. She is extremely beautiful. Um, but yes, bangs are fake, but she is rocking the deepest side part I have ever seen. This is coming from someone who has, like, continuously rocked a side part my whole life, so I'm not hating. Same. But deep. It's very, very deep. And it's a certain look. Um, but she's doing great, you know? And we'll I think talk part about of the book. So um, I think part of the side part also is that her her face is really round, and so it like it just looks. I don't know. Interesting. It looks I feel like her face is very angular. Anyway, well, go do a deep dive on her Instagram. Let me know what okay. you think. Okay. So the timeline. We all first learned about this from Kershell announcing on her Instagram, the J-Lo effect. And this was in, this was on July 28th, 2021. Do you remember where you were? Oh my God, yes. So we covered this on Tea Time. That is so funny. That was big. It is the J-Lo effect. You want to explain it? (laughs) You explain it. You covered it on Tea Time. Okay, the J-Lo effect is posting a carousel of images on Instagram. Got maybe four or five. One's a solo shot. One's a landscape. One's a glamour makeup, photo shoot, whatever. And then the fourth or fifth one, the last one in that carousel, big moment. And for Chriselle, it was debuting her and Jason. (laughs) And it was amazing. And it made the people work for it, slide through all those little photos. It was great. And J-Lo did it first. Um, But Chriselle copied it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I somehow missed that, that like that whole meme situation. I don't know yeah, how. Friends with Amelia. I can't miss them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know Amelia Wedemeyer was so passionate about Benifer, but she is. And I'm like really happy for her. Indeed. Because they're now engaged. <laughs> um, yeah. She's been taking victory laps for like a year about them. The Instagram carousel is ridiculous. And so the location is Capri, Italy. And yes, that's how you say it. I have a friend whose family is from Capri, so I've been corrected. It's not Capri. Um, And she's on vacation with both Jason and Brett, Romaine, who's Mary's husband, Mary, and then Brett's girlfriend, Tina. Um, more on her to come. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple's trip. It was it was the, the six of them, I guess. And this made waves immediately. And we knew that... The, and at that point, they didn't have a date yet for the next season of Selling Sunset. Um, and I think we all... I assumed, at least, this would be this would be part of, like, the promo tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we finally did get that season. It came out this past Thanksgiving. And there was nothing about their relationship. It was so, so weird. Really disappointing. They teased it, got you excited, but didn't give you anything. They definitely tried to, like, do some, uh, like, some foreshadowing for it. And... Yeah. It didn't... It was just, like, kind of weird because we all, we all knew it was coming. But... <laughs> This like dominated a lot of people's 
social media and minds, at least ours, for mm-hmm. at least at least a week. It was a huge <laughs> deal. <laughs> and then they were like making out all over um, Los Angeles. These two definitely called the paparazzi on themselves, Kardashian style, which is like fine. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns out they had actually been dating for two for two months. And we were just learning about right. this for the first time. So they actually have been dating since they had been dating since May 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kept it a secret for two months. I believe this is shortly after she was known to be dating the Dancing with the Stars guy, if I recall correctly. Oh, Keo, interesting. Yes, they started dating in late 2020. So, yeah, who, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, maybe. <laughs> not, that, not that far away from, I mean, Chriselle's just, maybe she's just looking for, for marriage. I, guess. I mean, yeah, we know she looking is. Looking for the one. Who isn't, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> can't falter. Great point. Um, they carried on their vacation. They then had, like, some more photos in Rome and just really all over the the Mediterranean. They were doing the Europe and summer thing. I guess we all thought COVID was over then, but Delta was kind of back in July of 2021. Indeed. And the through line through this whole time and what they preview for season five, I think it must be... Jason's mom sitting them down. Some mom is there at a table with the two of them being like, what do you guys think about babies? Because like we said, this whole time through the seasons one through four, Jason and Brett are these big playboys, you know, and <laughs> don't want to, can't be tied down. Can't possibly be tied down. Don't even and try. Chriselle, at the same time, her through line, she wants family, she wants marriage. Justin Hartley couldn't give that to her. She's distraught. She thought her life was going to look like something. So, you know, did we think this was going to be everlasting love? No. No. But it was entertaining. At the time. I just can't believe how hard they committed to this relationship. And they continue to. Like, so, you know, fast forward. Sorry, we'll come back to that. Fast forward. They keep on, they keep dating. Christine talks to TMZ and starts a rumor that Chriselle and Jason had hooked up before um, Chriselle and Jason, Chriselle and her husband, Justin Hartley, had broken up. That was a big thing. And then it all came crashing down, I believe, in December of 2021 on Jason's Instagram. <laughs> um, yes. One of the most iconic Instagram posts of all time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he posted a weird, very full notes app, basically, or like he posted a picture of him and Chriselle in white text that was very hard to read that said, while Chriselle and I are no longer together, we remain best friends and we'll always love and support one another. She was the most amazing girlfriend I've ever had. And it was the happiest and most fulfilling relationship of my life. While we have different, while we have different wants regarding a family, we continue to have the utmost respect for one another. Chriselle is an exceptional human being and loving her and having her in my life is one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Um, it was very hard to read this. I'm looking at on my computer screen right now. On my phone, it was even harder. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to make me go to Jason's Instagram again. I'm so, <laughs> I find I'm it. so sorry. I'll, it is. It was just so outrageous. And it was um, very short-lived. But they really committed to like having been in love, which I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. Do you think if you were Mary, who they share dogs together, they have so much history together. If you were Mary, would you be a little upset that Jason is describing this as like the greatest love of his entire life as her close friend? Yeah, it's like really offensive. (laughs) Yeah. So they started dating in May. They broke up right around Christmas time in December. And December 17th, they wrapped Selling Sunset season five. So there is a very large chance you get beginning, middle, end all in one season, hopefully, unless they drag it out. Do you think they just broke up because season five was over? I mean, <laughs> how dare you, Juliet? <laughs> no, the world tore them apart. They were not meant to be. 
Um, where'd you get the December 17th date? That's great info. Great intel. Uh, <laughs> Mary, if you followed her on Instagram, she posted about it and said, that's a wrap. She's on the little bell, you oh. know, in the office. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah. That's I'm surprised they're allowed to post so much while they're filming. That is true. I mean, with reality TV, all these things are blurred between what is happening in their real lives and what's on the show. But did you watch the ultimatum? No. Everyone's posting about it though. Yeah, you're missing out. We covered it on this podcast. Go back and check it out <laughs> if you haven't. Um okay. One of the women on it, I won't spoil it for you because I know you're going to watch eventually. Mm-hmm. She really spoils what happens in her relationship. Like if you go to her Instagram, it's like very clear like what happens. Oh. So I was surprised that was allowed, but whatever. I'm too focused on the Kardashians reboot, Juliet. So I got better things to watch. Um, how is that? Oh, it's great. I just is covered it? it with Amelia on Ringer Dish. On Ringer Dish, so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Check that out, everybody. Um, before we move on, just a few other Chriselle tidbits. So she had a memoir come out a couple months ago in February. Liz, what'd you learn from reading 20 pages of Chriselle's memoir? I'm going to be honest, not much. It, <laughs> I, it was big fonts, big page. Like it was it not a lot. And there's 20 full pages online of a free preview if you guys want to get a glimpse. Um, it's, you know what? For having a ghostwriter... Dina Gatchman. It does sound very much like Chriselle is talking. Um, Great which job, is Dina. Yeah. Great job as a ghostwriter. Uh, yeah, you know, it goes through her childhood. She's mentioned this a bunch on the show, so it's nothing new. Just kind of her tough upbringing, going from home to home or place to place, never feeling like she belonged anywhere. You know, so same themes that she's been opening up about on Selling Sunset. But Standard yeah, the, stuff. The book is called Under Construction because living my best life took a little work. Like, <laughs> I like it. She's wearing a hot pink dress with a like a work tool belt yeah, around her, great. her hips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's she does look great. I, I did some cursory research into her memoir and she used it to um, clarify a few things. One... Many people thought she was born at a Shell station, but she was just... Her mom was in labor at a Shell station and being helped by a man named Chris. So when she was born at the hospital, she was named after the Shell station. So it's not her birthplace, but it is her namesake. So just FYI, everybody. Number two, she clarified that she was engaged to Matthew Morrison, who she spoke about very poorly um, on Selling Sunset in the early seasons. Yeah. (laughs) She said that they're cordial now. And... She also talks about how she ends up on the show, which is that she was cast and then she was basically like place of the Oppenheim group. So that's so interesting. It I feels know. like she's been a staple, even though I know she hasn't been there since like the day one. Um, I don't know. Yeah. She feels literally like day one of the show was her walking in as the new girl. So crazy. Yeah. But I guess the I guess Jason and Brett were just like, we're doing this show and we're willing to cooperate with whatever it took to get Chriselle in the door. And the show off the ground. Because yeah. there's no other explanation. So that's just another reason for Mary to be pissed. It's like, oh, Chriselle so just comes in. Kind right. of kind of explains also some of Christine's behavior, though not all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. We can't give her too much credit. But yes, some. At least early seasons. Now whatever is going on is like of her own making. But yes, early days. Um, let's move on to a new, a new topic. This is, this is going to shatter a lot of people's dreams, I think. But I, I feel it has to be addressed. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Brett Oppenheim, the brother of Jason. Does he work at the Oppenheim group, Liz? This is a huge mystery. The O group tells me that he has left. He does not appear on that website. Oppenheimrealestate.com tells me, yes, Brett Oppenheim is still the president and broker of the company. What is the truth? I think Brett left in 2020 and 
OppenheimRealEstate.com is Brett's solo venture. And the O Group is Jason's venture and what's on the show. But... Interesting. They pretend Brett still works at the O Group, but I I don't think he does because they have a picture of him in like an old shot. But then if you go through like all the staff bios, he's not there. And they're like, our founding partner is Jason. Like there's no mention of Brett on the O Group website. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't technically work there. Well, he was always more in the shadows than Jason. Of the Jason was definitely more forward facing out of the two. And actually, it took me a long time to figure out which one I was looking at. But I do think <laughs> I still don't if know. you track, it is more Jason's screen time than it is Brett. Oh, for sure. Jason's on the show way, way more. But yeah. I, and and so he's definitely like a much bigger character. He's yeah. clearly like the alpha of the twins. Yeah. But they definitely make it seem like Brett works there. Like they have Brett sit down at the meetings. They and then what happened was Christine mentioned in the summer of 2020 when season three had just come out that um, that Brett had left. And then that she met, I think she accidentally told Glamour UK that in summer oh. 2020. And then I interviewed Adam DeVello, the creator, not too long after. And I asked him about that. And he was like, no comment. We'll have oh, to see. Oh, juicy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I think he really did leave. It's, it's really weird. And then I was even more confused because when you go to oppenheimrealestate.com, it says like established 1889. And I was like, what huh? the fuck? <laughs> Is that right? I know they come there. I think they're like fifth generation yes, real estate men. They but are. That's correct. That's funny. You know what it's, this... Oh, go ahead. No, you go. You go. I was going to say this question made me research him enough where I ended up on brettoppenheim.com. I don't know if you visited that website, but he has a very fancy website where he teaches master classes. So He does? Yes. I'm not surprised to hear that. How to be a real estate agent. So so Brett left. He started this company. And then he says it started in 1889 because their great-great-grandfather was named Jacob Stern. So this must be on their mother's side. And he was the first developer of Hollywood and Vine, including owning a barn there where Paramount Pictures was founded by Samuel Goldwyn, Cecil B. DeMille, and I think his name is Joshua Lasky. Um so they they are like a really old and like important LA family, I guess. And like they also explains a lot. Like they're not remotely self-made. Like they yes. have generational wealth and yes. they've this is like the family business. <laughs> That's true. When you walk in and you're like, "Oh, these guys are not terribly old. They're pretty young and they have this enormous company. Their homes that they live in are insane." You think, how can the Oppenheim Group do that just on their own with these like $2.1 million homes in the hills? And yet that answered my question. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) there you go. Um, Another key person to be aware of in Brett Oppenheim's life is Tina Louise. Liz, do you recognize her from Instagram? She's in the J-Lo effect carousel. Yes, I did. Yes. This is when I was really tracking all of these people quite closely and she was in all the photos. So I have spent some time with Tina Louise. Yeah. No one knows much about her. She's Australian. No one knows when she got to California. All we know is she owns a vegan taco place called Sugar Taco. One's on Melrose and one's in Sherman Oaks. Have you been to it? I haven't. (laughs) I haven't even heard of it. I have to say I'm like a pretty big taco connoisseur. Oh, so she has 2.6 million Instagram followers. Pretty good these days. Yeah, really good. (laughs) Really, really good. I, um, I hope to see her. And then, of course, we just have to know they've already broken up and Brett announced that like literally the day after Jason broke up with Chriselle. So... You know what though? At least he went outside of the O group to find the girlfriend. True. So we got to No HR credit. violations here. Correct. I wonder if they also announced it because filming had wrapped. 
Oh, interest. Oh, God, that is sad. This is why you're here to really keep me in check. But like, I live in this la-la land of reality TV where I think everything is gospel. But yeah, maybe you're right. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise. But if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Let's move on. Can we talk about Christine? Great. Sure. Let's do it. So can you, first of all, explain why everyone hates Christine? Well, how can you not? Actually, and I hate Davina more than I hate Christine. And I think a lot of people would agree with me. Christine at least appears to be good at her job and kind of a go-getter. Davina is actually like a poison on the show. And and when you're watching it, I get really fired up about her. I've had a couple months to kind of decompress, not think about her for a while. But she sucks, in my opinion, more than Christine. Um, But yeah, Christine causes drama. She lies. She spreads rumors. You know, she upsets everyone. Yeah. What did she do to Mary and what did she do to Heather? Like, we know why Chriselle hates her because she was mean to her and then spread yeah. rumors about her. But like, why do Mary and Heather hate okay. Christine? Heather hates Christine because Christine accused Heather and Tarek of calling the paparazzi on them multiple times, having like mm. us weekly on um retainer to like post weekly articles about them from their PR team. And Heather got very upset and said that they just appear in Us Weekly because they're both famous and because she can't help it if they want to write about them. But got very offended at the idea that like Heather and Tark are kind of, you know, working with the media to try to get them to post about each other and are kind of fame seeking. That makes gotcha. sense. Got really yes. upset. Yeah. Which is funny because they A probably did do that and B, I'm sure Christine does it on herself. So like I'm sure Correct. I'm sure she's got no problem with that. Correct. And then the reason why Mary and Christine had this big falling out is because of the introduction of Emma and like all of that history that came back in season four. And Christine lied big time about this one story that this whole conflict hinges around, which is like 
Emma was with Christine's boyfriend and apparently they think that they were like, you know, having an affair while they were together. Christine lied and said that they were engaged when they weren't. Um, Very messy. Anyway, Mary hates her now because, yeah, she like has blatantly lied about the relationship timeline, the details of their relationship because Mary was around during that time. So she knows the truth. Which is so weird that Christine did that. Like, so basically what happens is Christine says she was proposed to by this guy named Peter who was dating Emma or was at the same time, right? Yes. And that Emma was the new girlfriend and then Christine caught them together outside of, you know, some... A restaurant. She was like driving by or something. And everyone refutes that Peter proposed to Christine, but Christine insists on it. And Christine and and Mary takes Heather, uh, Emma's side. Yes. And Emma actually had a ring. She actually got proposed to by this man and (laughs) has like receipt of that. And Christine has no basis. She's just kind of like making it up. Which brings me to, I want to see this man. Peter Cornell works at the O Group. Yes, Bring him on screen. What are we waiting for? I don't know. I do not know. We'll solve this mystery in in one second. But on the topic of Christine, I was very curious about her husband who is called on the show... Christian Richard. And I was doing some Googling. And then I was delighted to find a Vanity Fair article from August 2020 by William Cohen, who now works at Puck News, where our colleague Matt Bellany is a a founding writer. Did you read this article? No, I did not. You have to check it out after. It's honestly amazing. So he wants to know who Christian is as well. And he does all this digging. And it turns out that Christian Richard is not his real name. His name is Christian Dumonte. And you know how Christine's like, he went to MIT? Yes. He did not go to MIT. He worked at MIT, but he did not go there. <laughs> oh my God. How can you lie about something that's on Google? That is so weird. <laughs> well, I think because he was using a different name, it was like it was hard to really confirm oh many details about him. But this guy did a lot of digging and like reached out to their publicist and basically backed her into admitting all of these things about Christian, where he's like a guy from New Jersey who is a computer programmer, started working at MIT, and then started working with two other guys, one of whom has like several patents and works for Cisco Systems. So I think like, I think he is probably a good computer programmer. Um, and they started a company called uh, Foodler, which was sold to Grubhub. And uh, that's how he made a lot of money. But I'm sure they've overstated their wealth. And Okay, but I want. I'm happy you said that because I want to talk about his net worth because yes. I'm really into celebrity net worth. I Google it all course. the time. Yeah, of course. Who's not? People online say that his net worth is reported twenty million dollars. Yeah. Okay. He either they are either burning through that money so quick, or they are in debt, or he's actually his net worth is much larger than they're appearing because Christina's in head to toe Balenciaga every single day of her life. And 20 million is so much money, but their lifestyle is yeah. has got to mean he's worth more than that, or they're I don't know what. They're not planning ahead. Um, I don't know either. I think that maybe she gets loaned some stuff and then she has to return it. Like, is that possible? Or again, like maybe she has family wealth. I, I don't really know. But like obviously they're overstating their riches because you're right, the way they live, they would burn through 20 million really quickly on real estate alone. Like, yeah. Also, I guess you can lease like a, a bright yellow Lamborghini, but I just don't, I just don't get it. It is a mystery and I can't find it online. They travel by private jet everywhere. So maybe Christian is like a secret, you know, investor in, I don't know, some big company. 
<laughs> it's definitely a lot of lies is all you really need to know. And like, he might be a really nice guy, but, yeah. you know, also the other thing is they didn't actually meet from her showing him a house. They had met already. Her friend went out with him and then and didn't like him and then recommended like that Christine go out instead. And then two months later, he shows her a house or she oh. shows him a house for the show. So. Great. Okay. <laughs> this is why you're here. I'll always keep me in check. So I'm sorry, everything's a lie. <laughs> everything with Christian was just so bizarre. This article is really great. We'll we'll um link to it in the show notes and I will post it on Instagram <laughs> as well. I loved it. Great. Um back to Emma. Liz, you dug out dug up some really interesting information on her on the topic of who is she currently dating? Because yes. I want to know. Yes. So she is apparently single. However, my main news source, page six, on March 1st, 2022, reported that Emma Hernan from Selling Sunset and Peter Cornell, this ex-boyfriend that we're all talking about, share a home despite claims that they're not dating. Okay. So they have apparently bought a three-bedroom, four-bathroom property that's worth $2.8 million um, together. And they are both listed as the buyers of this property. And they are apparently doing it as an investment. But who does that? <laughs> Explain that, Juliet. You're big I, in celebrity real estate. What does this mean? Um, I guess they think they can flip it or something like that. I, I honestly, I don't really know. I mean, I guess that like because she's in real estate, they think they can like get some way to improve it and then sell it. I honestly, I don't. I don't. So know. you actually are buying the fact that they are not dating and they did do this as an investment property, oh. and not that they're like secretly living together, secretly like starting a family and a home life together. Why would they keep that a secret, though? I don't know. You tell me. You're the one with the reality secrets. Maybe, maybe they have to keep it a secret for the show. Like, maybe they're waiting for it to be aired or something. But yeah. I heard I heard from a source, I won't say whom, that, like, everything that he has out there about himself is also, like, not true. Like, it says in page six, he's a retired pro basketball player, and, like, he's barely a professional basketball player. Uh. <laughs> and he's, like, in like the shady kind of like Kardashian adjacent world. I think he was friends with Chris Humphreys actually. Oh, I did see that online. Actually, yeah. There's and a paparazzi so, photo of them together. Yeah. So I think he like is in this. He's kind okay. of a hanger on. So maybe they're going to reveal they're together on the show. Yeah. Bring him on. Have him answer some questions. Sit him down in that like confession let's booth. Just, let's just get some some honesty from this dude. Agreed. I mean, I'm excited. I'm kind of excited to see that play out. I don't like Emma. But everyone else seems to like her on the show. Well, do you not like her because of her empanada business, which yes, feels like a fraud? It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Her uh, once again, her family was already in the packaged food business, so that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like but, her more than Christine. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Christine is just really not fun to root for or fun to watch because it's like all drama. I know, I know. Next big question: How much of Heather's wedding will we get? As you all probably recall, Heather is engaged to Tarek El Musa from uh, HGTV. He seems like one of the biggest fame whores out there. Um, (laughs) Come on, he does. (laughs) Well, maybe that's why Christine says they call the paparazzi on themselves. They probably do, but so many people do. It's fine. Heather, just calm down. Yeah. We got to get this, right? Like, if we don't see this wedding, what's the point of them being on the show? And the timelines match up perfectly. They got married in October 2021. The heart of filming and... We do see in a preview in a trailer that just came out that we see her bridal shower. Christine wasn't invited, but she sends this big rose bouquet sculpture <laughs> thing. Giant. So, yes, we I've got to believe that we see this marriage uh, happened at the Rosewood, Rosewood Miramar. Um, also, I wanted your take on this because... <laughs> I Is that Santa it, Barbara, by the way? 
Yeah, it's up in Montecito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a really fancy hot spot these days. It's where Courtney and Travis got engaged. Yes, also. and it's like I think like Justin Bieber's been there a lot. It's like it's yeah, and it's a hot spot for celebs. It is. Okay, so I want your take on this because you've been to a lot of weddings and I I thought this was a weird move, but maybe it's You've not. been to a lot of weddings now too, Liz. I have, I have. And I think it's weird, so maybe you'll disagree. So Tark walked down his mom first, the aisle, and then he came back and walked his daughter down, which is really sweet. But they they walked down the aisle to Shallow by Lady Gaga, which <laughs> was like a piano version of it or something. I was going to say, I need to know what version. Like... It, doesn't was scream it, like... Was it like the la, 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 la? <laughs> what part of that song is kind of like a romantic, whimsical wedding vibe? I don't, I don't it's also... Know. Do they see the movie? Do they know what happens at the end to the couple? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Spoiler I alert. One dies. Yeah. yeah, I did get that spoil for me long, long ago. You did. In fact, he gruesomely hangs himself. It's really sad. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, not a good song to walk down the aisle to, but... Yes, October 2021. We've got to see this wedding in season five. Um, How old's Tarek's daughter? Oh, under 10, maybe? Or around 10 to 12? Should I look oh, this up? Oh, I see. So she was like a bridesmaid. Sorry, I thought I thought you meant the, the daughter was getting married and I was confused. Oh, she's 11. No, yeah. Gotcha. So she's just there to be cute. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's sweet. But yeah, maybe like the girl just like loves a song and they want her to feel like included in the wedding. That would be yeah. the only way it would be okay. Otherwise, it's super <laughs> weird. Really weird move, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've just been through so much with Heather. Heather, remember at the beginning when she was like dating the hockey player who was living in like Central Europe and she was like, oh, I have to move to like Latvia now or whatever I it was. I do root for her. She does you want do? true love. Just, yeah, absolutely. You got to root for one of them. And I think Mary and Heather are the two and Maya, obviously, but she's kind of in and out. Maya's so normal. I mean, that's the other thing that they don't even, that is so absurd about the show. They can't even like come up with a fake reason that like Maya commutes from Miami. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, sure. but Heather is like very genuinely in love and like wants to be a family with Tark and his family. I think they moved down to Newport Beach. Like maybe she'll appear on the OC spinoff. Who knows? Um, but I doubt she'd leave like the OG cast forever. Yeah. Speaking of Orange County, I looked into the Oppenheim Group's Orange County office because that was a big part of the finale. The finale reveal was we're open an Orange County office. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It exists. It's there. It's got yeah. a whole section on the website. So that's Newport real. Beach, baby. Yeah. But they had some really nice listings in Newport Beach. I mean, I, I'm not an Orange County person, but like Balboa Island is really nice and they've got yeah. some places there. And the OC spinoff is definitely coming to Netflix this year. If they started filming in twenty November 2021, I right. bet they're like wrapping the next couple months and we'll get a whole new cast of people. I'm honestly excited about that. I think we do need a refresh. Like I'm I'm for the extended Oppenheim universe, but like let's get some new people in the door because I'm, I'm sick of the Christine fights. Like who and cares? The OC wealthy white woman is slightly different than the West Hollywood wealthy white woman. So maybe we'll get new people and it'll be like faces. tackier people and less like non-celebs. I mean, I can't wait to find out if Simu Liu comes back. He's legit famous. Oh my God. I love that episode. And I love him. So please, I love yeah. seeing which celebrity they get to be on the show. The, <laughs> you never want to be the most famous person on Selling Sunset. It's just a rule of thumb for life. Just keep True. that in mind if they ever True. ask you to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Amanda, she's still on the show. Amanda apparently has a new boyfriend. What'd you learn about that? 
Okay, so Jason was the one spilling the beans, which I don't know how you would feel if your boss was spilling the news to outlets um, by your upcoming... Jason is an HR violation walking around. (laughs) actually is. And he shared this with E! News. Um, But he said that eventually this romance will be possibly a topic of discussion. He really wants the guy to appear on Selling Sunset. So it doesn't seem like it happens within season five. Um, But he's, quote, very chill and very cool. Um, and they get along very well, Jason and Amanda's new boyfriend, which is great. Speaking of like rooting for people. Um, How can you not root for Amanda? I know. And season four was filled with so much heartache for her and so much hardship that I'm thrilled that she's got a new man. I know. I feel I feel the same way. Amanda and Maya are the least complicated people on the show because they're both just like great. Um, like Maya seems incredibly normal and just like almost plain. And Amanda like seems sweet and fun. And like, why wouldn't you want to root for her? I, I really enjoy her. So this is great news. I hope she's happy. Shout out Amanda because she is choosing to keep this private at least for a time. This is good. Have that rock solid foundation before you throw him like into the wolf pack with Christine. Next. I, w- I wanted us to dig into a little bit who else is at the Oppenheim group, including there's a new agent named Chelsea who is British and she hits the scene. You can check out her bio on the ogroup.com. Not a ton about her out there right now, but I will have to find out if she was like hired for the show like Chriselle or actually wanted to work at the Oak Group. But I'm glad to have some fresh blood. Yeah, she's been doing luxury real estate apparently since 2017. Um, Been in like the LA luxury real estate market for a while. Um, And then she actually knows Jason... Um, through her husband from the past. And she's like very familiar with the O group. So uh, I am actually really excited to see her. It seems like her and Christine will have this budding, bougie friendship, which actually, which is better, a better fit than any other friend Christine has had. She needs show. an ally, you know? I I don't want anyone to ever be without like one friend, you know? It's like, we're not cruel people here. I know, I agree. Um, but I am excited. I'm not. Fresh blood, <laughs> fresh blood into the show is a good thing. Um, a lot of people work at the Oppenheim Group. Like, if you go to the website, it's like a lot of agents. Like, where do they all sit? Like, do you think there's like a shadow office that we don't see? I, I like it, that is like my definitely most confusing question. Do you think is there a second floor to that office or no? I've driven I've, by I've, it enough times where I don't think it's there not is. a big building. Like, it is I know. small. Yeah. And you see front to back because you see yeah. the back doors as they walk in. So there's got to be a separate space. Um, but it is funny going on the website and seeing like, you know, Chriselle's glamour shot next to the other agents. I mean, they all look very airbrushed and beautiful, but well, it's funny actually seeing them in this job section of the website. It's so poorly photoshopped. Like, if, like <laughs> all, everyone's picture is is really, really weird. Like really airbrushed. Yeah. Um, and like they're, they're cut, like they don't, they cut them out of whatever background they're in so that they all are on this gray background. But it's just like really, really poorly done. You think they would do a little bit better. Vanessa's <laughs> is particularly bad. Amanda looks great and like the most kind of like she belongs at a company working as an employee. But yeah, bunch of people. And like I said, no operations, and no HR to be seen. So who knows? <laughs> Davina's picture, I know you don't like her, but hers is actually good too. Um. You know who else is on this website is Kate, who was on Clayton's season of The Bachelorette, or of The Bachelor, excuse me. Did you oh watch that? Oh my God. No, I didn't. Wow, that's <gasps> crazy. Um, Yeah, she was on Clayton's season. I, we, me and Callie quite liked her. So Wait, while we're talking about the staff website, I, I added this at the bottom, but I need your thoughts now. At the very bottom of ogroup.com slash our team is 
public relations where they have Zelda and Nico, the two dogs that Jason and Mary share together. And Zelda is listed as in-house architect and Nico is director of public relations. And I know how you feel about dogs. Don't know if you've disclosed this why on the pod, but how do you feel about including these two dogs on the official company website? I feel horrible about it. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> those are not employees. Just gives even more credence to the fact that Brett doesn't work there because the dogs are on there, but Brett's not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Also, these people clearly don't spend that much time in the office together because, like, first of all, they're out at houses, so that's fine. But moreover, we don't even know where they all sit. So, like, <laughs> who, do they even interact with these dogs? Like, who actually owns these? Are the dogs that that Jason and Mary have together? Yes, and they're the ones that they threw a birthday party for last season that right. caused I, all the I'm drama. Do- I'm dog blind, so I don't like remember those dogs or <laughs> their names. So. <laughs> I agree. I'm a dog lover and including them on the website with a glamour shot is a bit much in my Especially opinion. Especially when it's better than like the, sh- the photos of the actual humans that allegedly work there. And you know, when they came up with like public relations, they're like, oh, yeah. this is good. This is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, did you look at the pictures of the OC location? It, they, it looks pretty nice. It does. I mean, the, their listings also, I don't know if they've always had this level and this caliber. I know there was like you know, one a season where it's like the really, mm-hmm. really, really expensive house, but their listings are crazy these days, both with West Hollywood and Newport Beach. They're like all upwards of twenty million dollars. I know they they honestly are really good. Also, if you go if you so if you go to the website, there's like a like an annex upstairs, but it's just not it's just not that big. So it must be more of like a co working type of situation, mm-hmm. unless like everyone has an assigned desk. So the mm-hmm. drama over where Christine was going to sit was. <laughs> Well, there's only like the main bullpen. You know, you got to like be in that section or you're kind of a nobody. Yeah. I I think that like if I walked into this office, they would be like, are you you here to to like sweep? Because the based on how they dress versus how I dress for work. Oh my God, I know. And you know, what's funny is at this point, they're all getting professionally because, you know, you plan out the shoot days, yada, yada, but they have full hair and makeup and probably like a costume department picking out what they're wearing that day. It's amazing. I know. It's it's so much. I wonder if they get like a stipend for it. I would love to find out how that works. Um, last note before we wrap. I was uh, looking into the music because like the music is very apt. Like the lyrics are like exactly what's happening on in the show. And it all sounds like really generic pop music that like could exist. And it basically is like music from a library and some that they commissioned. But BuzzFeed did a good deep dive on this that I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I'm really happy you brought this up because I did just watch the Kardashians reboot. And I think because of the success of Selling Sunset and the music is so distinct, the Kardashians on Hulu now have been like Selling Sunset-ified. Oh, and interesting. the music is now like, you know, I'm a boss, 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 what a what, 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 like that kind of <laughs> cheesy, very like literal. Girl, girl power, pop music. Girl boss, gatekeep, all that shit. And that's all the Kardashians on Hulu now, which is funny because in the past, it was like a lot of piano, kind of like home video-esque music. But Selling Sunset is like creating a new genre of reality TV music. (laughs) Yo, you know, pay these creators. I'm for it, I guess. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a weird quirk of the show, but it does create like a real vibe that you're able to identify with another show, so. Yeah, very West Hollywood-esque, but maybe they'll keep it for the OC spinoff too. Liz, 
you're an, you're a Los Angeles native. When you watch a show like Selling Sunset, does it make you feel good or bad about Los Angeles? It makes me feel really bad. It makes <laughs> me feel like I got to get out of here. I already have like fleeting thoughts like that. Like, why am I in LA? But the West Hollywood, you know, like circle of people and homes and restaurants, I'm like, this isn't me. Hard this pass. is not who I am. <laughs> I know. But, it's like yeah. a different species of human. It's really, none of them ever wear socks, particularly and the men. Sad because you got out. I feel like we we at one point related to this together, being like we're I not the LA people. But well, now you left me. I I LA is a great place, but like the reality shows make it seem horrible. Between Vanderpump Rules and Selling Sunset, it makes it seem like West Hollywood is like a different planet. Honestly, at this point, I want at least to go to Calabasas. That seems as crazy as that is. Like a more functional, more like family oriented space. I think you should go to Pasadena. Pasadena is really nice. Interesting. Chill. Maybe. We'll see. Seemingly chill. It's where the Walsh, the Walsh home from 90210. That's where that like front was. If it's good enough for a, a, a Minneapolis transplant, it's good, good enough for a Brentwood transplant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as Selling Sunset doesn't dip into Brentwood, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, Liz, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to Devin Manzi for producing this episode. Me and Callie Curry will be recapping this season of Selling Sunset. So... If you haven't subscribed or followed this Ringer Reality TV podcast, please do. Until then, we'll be back and enjoy these articles at Selling Sunset. There's some great stuff out there on the internet. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.